Welcome to the Unrest Podcast. I'm Madeline Green. And I'm Caitlin Stansel. Make sure that you are subscribing to the Unrest Podcast so you can get all of the latest content whenever it drops. Like our real life haunts. And we have a new one for you right now. Yes. Speaking of real life haunts, this week we talked to SJ, who is actually a medium and shares with us a few of her experiences that really stuck with her over the years since she has had this gift. So take a listen. So one day I was cleaning my house and as I was cleaning, I kept seeing this woman an older woman, she looked like she was in their 70s, and she was very invasive. I could not do anything without seeing her. She was very persistent in nudging me to go over to my neighbors, who was two doors down, and I didn't know why, because I wasn't being given any kind of, you know, this is why I need you to go there. It was just this very urgent. I need you to go over there right now, right now. So I, I thought, fine. It's obvious that I'm not going to be able to finish doing my chores, just even vacuuming sometimes with this quote unquote gift um, can be challenging <laughs> because it is such an invasive, you know, you just can't escape it. So I walked over to my neighbor's house. He was two doors down. And there was a truck in the driveway that I had never seen before. And I knew my neighbor. We were pretty good friends. Um, And I knew a lot of her family. But I had never seen this vehicle. And my neighbor's car was not there. Um, And so I thought, well, this is going to be fun. Because now I, I am knocking on the door of my neighbor's house. And I don't know who's going to be answering it. And it's always an awkward circumstance when these types of things occur. So I knocked on the door and this woman answered the door and I, I was like, hi, <laughs> I'm SJ and I need to ask you if you know this woman. And I described this woman to her as, you know, an older woman in her 70s. She had light red hair. She's very well put together. She had red lipstick that was, you could tell, was placed just very perfectly and and as I described her she looked at me and she goes oh my gosh that's my grandmother and and I said well she told me (laughs) to come here and she looked at me very confused and I said yeah I know it sounds crazy but she told me that I need to come here and I need to come here right now and she's kept telling me to tell you don't do it don't do it don't do it And she looked at me kind of startled and confused. And at this time, her grandmother was telling me, um, as as I'm relaying this to her, her grandmother is almost simultaneously telling me about how she had been horrifically abused um, in two separate marriages. And that one of these instances of abuse almost cost her her life and that she was afraid for her granddaughter And she was afraid that her granddaughter's life was going to be an immense danger if she did it. 
And again, I still was not quite sure what the it was. And I said, so, so don't, don't do it. And it, she, she's scared for you. And she said that she started crying and she said that she had been, um, she had a big fight with her husband um, and he was um, acting very violent. And so go to work, she left um, and went to my friend's house. So a friend of hers. And, and she, he had been calling her and threatening to take his own life. And she knew that he had the means to do so. And so as he was saying, just tell me where you are, just tell me where you're at, you know, and I won't do it. I, I swear I won't do it. Just tell me where you are. Um, her battery just, she said it was the weirdest thing cause it just like went dead. And so she said she had just plugged it in and was going to call and tell him where she was. And she said at that exact moment is where, is when I knocked on the door. And so I just, <laughs> I was crying and she was crying. I was like, well, don't do it. <laughs> Whatever you do, really worried for you. And she feels like you're in huge danger here. So just don't do it and stay safe. <laughs> and she, so we were both crying and she hugged me and then I went home and continued doing my chores and grandma, you know, just kind of faded away. I didn't at the time know what the urgency was, but I knew that I had a responsibility to acknowledge it and follow through with what I was being urged to do. And I saw her truck there for the next two weeks. And so I'm assuming that she kind of found a safe haven away from him and that things calmed down. I didn't personally know her, but she was, like I said, a friend of my friend. And I'm assuming that, you know, she made other arrangements and I never saw him show up to the house or, or anything like that. It was pretty quiet. So I'm assuming that, you know, she made it through that circumstance unscathed. It's one of those ones um, through all of these experiences that I've had that, that definitely stays with me. I've had several animals come through. Um, it's interesting because I lived in a house in town and I would hear a random squeaky noise, just just random squeak, like a dog squeak toy. And I was like, oh my God, what is this? <laughs> and then I would just hear it consistently. And I would ask my husband, did you hear that? <laughs> Sometimes he, he would be like, I think I did just hear something. So it was just this random squeak toy that would go off. And then I actually got the vision of the dog. I, I saw the dog. And so I asked one of my neighbors, I went next door because there was some dog toys, old dog toys that were in the backyard. So I went next door and I said, did you used to have a dog? And she said, yeah, I did. And she described the dog, just a little dog, just a mixed breed little brown dog. And, and I said, oh, and she's like, yeah, he passed away. And, you know, he was just my best friend and we went everywhere together. And she said, and he had this one squeaky toy mm. that was his favorite toy. And I thought, oh, my gosh. <laughs> and I was like, well, it's interesting that you say that. And so then I told her what I had been hearing and, and she was just floored. But there have been people who have passed even who have come through and they show me um, their, their, their dogs with them, you know, or their, their pets are with them. I have very much seen, um, animals, um, coming through with people. And then of course, instances like with the squeaky dog toy, where it was a very audible sound, you could hear it. Definitely have had some pets come through through the years. I was actually sitting down with a girl once 
and her grandfather was coming in and and I could just see him you know like I could see any other person just clear as day and he was just the sweetest old man and he's telling me you know all of these things that like you know the song in the car that his granddaughter was listening to on the way to to see me and you know just all of these things validating things I always tell people to not tell me anything I don't want to know how someone's passed I don't want to know anything nothing at all because I want to be able to give validating things to whoever I'm talking to just so that they know that this person is who they say they are and so I was talking to her you know and and her grandpa was coming in and telling me all these things to tell her and relay this message there was a lot of family turmoil after he passed stuff dealing with his estate and money as a lot of times there often are um, which makes me really sad because you know again loved ones who have passed on can a lot of times see these things. His grandfather was, you know, kind of coming to the aid of his family that was now in complete chaos. Well, as he's coming through, there was another man that just kept, he was really invasive, really, really invasive, sitting in a dilapidated house that had nothing in it. And he was sitting on a chair just, and he was angry and he kept yelling, that money was mine and he was so mad and so bitter he was just kept repeating that the money was his and they took everything from him and how dare they and he was should have had more and just went on and on and on and I just I stopped talking to her about her grandfather and I said I'm sorry but do you know this man do you know him because he is so mean and invasive and rude and and just bitter and I just described him to her and she said oh my gosh that was my grandpa's brother and that's exactly how he was in life angry said that his parents didn't leave him anything when they died and they gave my grandpa everything and so he had to live this life of you know minimal means and in poverty and so he was bitter all in life and I said and apparently he is still bitter um you know like I can remember instances where I would wake up from my sleep to hearing or thinking that I heard the phone ring and then, you know, someone coming and say, SJ phone. And then, so I would wake up and then seconds later, that exact sequence of events would happen. So things like that had happened throughout my life, you know, dreams about people and circumstances that perhaps weren't even passed yet. So I would call and check on them, you know, hey, I have this dream. And they would say, wow, like that's exactly what happened. And so that happened periodically, but I come from a very, very heavily traumatized background since I was a very young child, um, all the way through, you know, adulthood. And, and so I feel like that a large portion of my gift and my experience with it was limited because I was battling such immense such immense trauma and it wasn't until I met my husband and I found this safe place you know a place where I felt like I could just be me and I could finally after years and years of just holding my breath exhale so it wasn't until I met and married him that all of a sudden it was like someone opened the floodgates 
And I was like, oh my gosh, you know, I was having dream after dream after dream. And some things like I would just sit and I would cry to my husband. I'd say, I don't understand why I was given this dream supposed to do with it. Like I had a dream about a woman on a plane crash on a flight that I didn't even know existed. Um, and this was in 2013. And then I, I looked up the flight number because it was just so emboldened in my mind. And this woman's experience was, and then it was a legitimate flight. And I thought, but I'm, I don't know what I'm supposed to do to help this woman or, or I don't know why I'm receiving this. So it just became this overwhelming, just like I said, influx of these dreams and these people. And, and I just couldn't hardly figure out a way to manage it. So then I started having to put, you know, like a block up so it wouldn't be so invasive because it was very invasive. And a lot of people are, oh, it's such a wonderful gift. And it can be, but it can also be very traumatizing in itself. The things that I have witnessed and the experiences and the traumas, you know, I think that everyone likes to think that, oh, when someone passes on, there's going to be this one amazing message that comes through from the other side from our loved ones. But that's not always the case. You know, sometimes the things that are shown and the message that is there is not is not one that someone's going to want to hear. And so it's it comes with a lot of responsibility and it's not always such a blessing. Sometimes I can control it. I can control it better at night when I'm trying to go to sleep because it seems like that's when a lot of people try to come through. One night I was laying in bed and my husband was laying next to me and I'm like, you know what's creepy? And he said, what? And I said, when you 15 different people who have passed on try to tell you stories and you just see all of their faces. And, and he was like, oh God, that sounds like a nightmare. But yeah, it kind of feels like a nightmare. So when I sleep, I try to, um, I can block it out a lot easier. But like with the woman, with the grandmother who needed me to urgently go to her granddaughter's house, it, it just can pop in whenever. You know, these people can pop up and um, show themselves to me at any point in time, walking through town, you know, just random strangers. And that in itself can be kind of sad because I walk by somebody in the grocery store and they've lost a loved one and their loved one wants me to reach out. I mean, exactly how do you do that in the milk aisle? It, it, it can be very problematic um, and a lot of times makes me feel very helpless because, again, I don't know exactly how to address a lot of these things um, because it's very personal. When someone loses someone, it's very personal. There are a lot of people who are skeptics, which is exactly why I never charge people because I don't want them to think that I'm doing it for money because then there's incentive, right? Well, of course you're gonna say that because you're gonna get, you wanna get paid. It's kind of the narrative. Well, I don't wanna get paid. And so it's it can be problematic uh, a lot of the time. It, if it's an urgent message like the one, I can't block it out, it's just there. And then I have to kind of work my way around as to how I'm going to deliver this message to a random person that I don't know. This kind of work, um, uh, it leaves, I almost can only describe it as a scar, but it's a, it's one of love. Um, it leaves a mark because you really, uh, you feel all of the emotions of both sides. 
when you're kind of this, you know, conduit between these two places, um, all of the emotion from the other side comes pouring through me, you know, and then of course I feel all the emotion. I see all the emotion from the people that I am talking to here. Um, and so it, they all, they all have been very profound and impactful. And I wish that there was just, you know, one that stood out more than another, but they all just kind of, you know, are, are right up there together in, in regards to, you know, the impact and, and the memory of them. I think the only thing that I would want to share with people is that I know that there is a lot of skeptics. And understandably so, you know, there's a lot of times where I've even said, I I don't understand how this is even possible. And I'm the one experiencing it. um, And it still doesn't make sense to me. Um, But I think that despite the skepticism, I really hope that people start opening their minds to the reality that things like this do happen. And, and that sometimes there's a lot of healing that can come through these moments. And I know that there's a lot of people who lie about these things. And so it makes even skepticism more prominent. But every once in a while, there are people out there who really can help someone in this grieving process. And, and I hope that more people start opening up to that ideology that there is more that there is more beyond this life and and that there are some pretty incredible things that can happen and that our loved ones aren't just gone. You know, that grandmother proved that, you know, they're watching over us. And, uh, you know, I think that's very important for people to understand, but also to understand that it's not all like they like to show you on the television where it's, you know, all sunshine and rainbows because that's not always the case either. I think SJ has actually been maybe one of my favorites that we've had on this show so far, because I honestly just can't imagine what it would be like to live with that type of gift. How unbelievable was the first story that she shared about the grandmother coming through. And I just, I just couldn't imagine having that gift. And then what I really liked about her was the fact that even it sometimes it's hard for her to believe those things because they are so unbelievable. So like, you know, imagine sitting there and, and something like that coming to you, you'd be like, what the heck is happening? (laughs) (laughs) Well, and you know, she talked about sometimes it's like through dreams. And I mean, think of how many crazy dreams you've had in your life. (laughs) But to comprehend that maybe they're connected to something actually happening in real life. I mean, that's just sort of hard to fathom and and to imagine. I can definitely understand, you know, how she was saying, like, sometimes it's just very confusing and she doesn't necessarily want this happening all the time, but it does sound like she's come to a place where she sort of embraces it in her own way. She made it a point to really share that it's not always good things that come through. A lot of people need closure and sometimes the things that are brought through are not always good things. And I think that's really important too. You you definitely want to, when someone, a loved one or someone passes away, you want to have that sort of outlook for what's happening with them now that they're gone. But I don't know. It's kind of like 
It gives me chills a little bit to think about, you know, again, it's just sort of like the unknown of it all. What you believe is what you believe. And, um, you know, it's all a mystery until (laughs) we get there one day. (laughs) Right. Right. I think that's what piqued our interest in everything. It's the unknown. It's the, you know, what's next. It's the, you know, unexplained. So I I really enjoyed the stories that she shared with us. So thank you, SJ, for sharing those stories with us. And we want to hear from you guys. If you have any stories or spooky tales that you want to share, please email us at the unrest podcast at gmail.com. Or you can follow us over on Facebook, join our Facebook group, or we are on TikTok now sharing some little snippets of our favorite real life haunt clips. But until next time, unrest in peace.